how can we get through that and blast through that quicker? Because I've had times where something would scare me, like I would never do it and I just wouldn't do it. But now I say, oh, that's fear. Okay, I'm going to do it because I can't. We all have insecurities and fear. So the question is, how do you get over them? It's time to explore and identify what's holding you back from your greatest potential. On this podcast, your host, Iris Janet, shows you how to use NLP, meditation, and energy to move past your obstacles. Hello, my friends. This is Firefly by Iris Janet, and today we have a great show, a show that I've been waiting with so much excitement. Today, we have the one and only Linda Sunshine West, a six-time best-selling author. And in this episode, we're going to discover how to lose our fears and move into being our own boss. Linda Sunshine West is known as the queen of collaboration. She's a speaker, a six-time best-selling author, mastermind facilitator, executive film producer. She's a red carpet interviewer and is the founder of Woman Action Takers. At age 51, she faced a one fear every day for an entire year. In doing so, she gained an exorbitant amount of confidence and uses that confidence to make a positive impact on the planet. Her mission is to help 5 million women entrepreneurs share their voices with the world with her mastermind collaboration project, podcasts, and events. She believes in cooperation and in collaboration and love connecting with like-minded people. You can find more about Linda in her website at www.womanactiontakers.com and on Instagram under Linda Sunshine West. If you enjoy this episode at any time, make sure that you copy and paste and share. And if you find someone who you think that it will be inspired by this message, please share this episode with them as well. Also, a quick reminder, please go to www.fireflybyirisjanet.com and download your free PDF with positive affirmation that will help you begin your day with great positivism. Welcome, 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 Linda. I'm so happy you are here. This will not be the last time because the first or the last, because you have so much to contribute to our audience that I know you will be back. You know, thank you so much. And I just got to tell you, I love, love, love your accent. And I love the way you say my intro. I might have you do my intro for my podcast. It's awesome. I love it. Thank you. Thank you. This is all about energy, right? And when I read your bios, I get very inspired and I got great energy because we really need a lot of woman collaboration. We really do. That's for sure. And yes. And beginning with that subject, I want to ask you what happened when you made that transition, what made you make that transition to be an employee and moving to be an entrepreneur? Well, I was driving to work one day. I was 51 at the time and I was driving to work and I was like, oh my God, I don't understand this life, my life, the purpose of this planet. What's my purpose for being here? I was working for a judge in the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals. I had been in the workforce for 36 years by that time. And that was my 49th job. So as you can imagine, I'm kind of unemployable, right? Because that was my 49th job. Wow. Yeah. Yes. So, so I um, was just asking myself that question, like, what's the purpose? Why am I here and all this stuff? 
And I ended up getting to work that day. And on Facebook, there was a post and it was a woman said, I'm a life coach. I took some time off and I'm ready to get back into it. I'm looking for five women who want to change their life. And I was like, whoa, this woman's talking to me. I want to change my life. And so I ended up hiring her, worked with her for about five months. And at the end of that five month period of time, which was November of 2014, I made a decision. I was like, I got to do something for my life. You know, I want to make a difference here. I feel like I finally am figuring out my purpose and I want to live that purpose instead of, you know, working for, you know, a judge and stuff. So I decided to leave my job and embark on that entrepreneurial journey. I had no idea what I was going to do, how I was going to make any money, but I knew one thing is that I needed to do it. And so I did it. And I took that leap of faith and started the journey. It was really cool. I can feel you. I know what you mean. That's exactly what happened with many of us. When we decide to make that step, we're not sure really what is the direction, but we know we want to do it. Now, tell me about it. What is the difference that you see with us women in the corporate world and women as an entrepreneur? Because this is a big challenge for us. It really is. And I started noticing it more and more as I, you know, jumping into entrepreneurship, I had no idea what to expect. And one thing I took note of, it was probably about maybe two or three months into it. I was at a co-working space, which was a women's co-working space. And I noticed how they were all extremely supportive of each other. And they were all like, oh, what can I do to help you? What kind of help do you need? You know, and they were always looking like, how can I lift you up? Because they realized that when they lift others up, they lift themselves up at the same time. Whereas in the corporate world, I felt it was more like, oh, I got to get ahead. What can I do to get ahead of you? I want to make sure that I get the raise, not you, or I get the new position, not you. It felt like a lot of backstabbing, you know, people tattletelling and stuff like that. And it was a rude awakening for me because I was actually scared of women until entrepreneurship. And I worked really great with men. I worked in, in engineering companies for a while. So I worked with a lot of men. It was probably like 90% men, 10% women. And then I worked in the legal field for 20 years. And the majority of uh, lawyers are men. You know, So I worked with a lot of men and I worked really well with men. I worked well with women, but nowhere near as well as with men. So I was frankly scared to talk to these women because I wasn't sure what they were going to do. Were they going to steal my idea? You know, I had all, all these thoughts in my head, but I quickly discovered that that wasn't the case at all. And that they truly wanted to see me succeed. And they knew that by me succeeding, didn't mean that they wouldn't. So that's how I feel about that. Yes. And there's a lot of, I say, competition in the corporate world. So we feel somehow intimidated. And I had the same experience. I remember working as an um, office manager in a landscaping company in San Diego. They all were men. And it was the easiest job for me. I have, but then when I move into the banking sector, with mostly were ladies that were working in the collection department, it was hard. It was hard. And I agree with you. I see so much collaboration and cooperation in the entrepreneur words, in Clubhouse, on Instagram. I mean, there's so many great women that are willing to help always for free, the majority of the time for free. So yes, thank you. I like that. Why do we have so many fears? If we see so many 
stories, success stories on books, on TV, on television, you know, and shows. Why do we still have these fears and we limit ourselves with fears to make that step? Yeah, that's a great question. As you mentioned in my bio, you know, in 2015, I decided to face a fear every single day. And why would somebody even embark on that type of idea? Well, when I was five years old, I ran away and I was gone for a whole week. Now I just went to the neighbor's house, but I was gone a week. Yeah. Five years old. Like I decided like I was not going to live in this environment. It was a very volatile, abusive, alcoholic environment. My dad was very abusive. And so I decided I was going to leave and I wasn't going to come back. And my mom brought me home after a week. And what happened was when I came home, I came home with my tail between my legs and my head bent down. Literally, I wouldn't look at people in the eyes for decades to come because I had so much fear, so much fear. So in 2015, when I decided to face a fear every day, I had no idea what was going to happen, how it was going to affect me or impact my life or anything. But boy, was that one of the one of the smartest decisions I ever made because it helped me to see, like recognize fear quickly and then break through it. But in the meantime, I was doing some uh, you know, research on fear and stuff. And we have something in our brain. It's called the amygdala. And it is the, like you've heard the term fight or flight. So it's the thing that tells us, you know, oh, there's a bear. I got to run away. But because we're human beings, I live in a city. Like there are no bears where I live, mm-hmm. but it's still a protection for us. And it always, yes. it always it's shows necessary. up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it shows yeah. up when it doesn't need to, but it doesn't know the difference, right? So it's just kind of a rudimentary thing. It doesn't think, you know? And so what happens with humans, uh, mostly the largest fear is the fear of judgment. So for example, when doing videos, a lot of times people, they don't want to do video because what if I mumble my words? What if I make a mistake? What if people judge me for that? What if I don't look right? Blah, blah, blah. All these different reasons. Why not? Yes. But if we just look at it from the other perspective of why not, why not do it? You know? So it's kind of interesting that when we think of fears and the different fears that come up, the one that you were mentioning is more like along the lines of imposter syndrome. Like, who am I to think that I could do that? You know, there's this Olympic athlete and who makes, why do I think that I could be an Olympic athlete? So it's really interesting that we use that judgment against ourselves, but also the judgment of others that stops us. But then the fear of judgment can lead into so many different types of fears as well. Why does it happen? Because we're humans. The question really is, how can we get through that and blast through that quicker? Because I've had times where something would scare me, like I would never do it. And I just wouldn't do it. But now I say, oh, that's fear. Okay, I'm going to do it because just because I can, you know. Yes. And you just have helped me with that. As I was mentioned to you before the interview that I had the fear, this fear of recording. And I prefer just I can talk and I can talk and that's no problem with it. But when it's the camera and you say, let's do it. And I say, okay, let's do it. And I do it. And I did it. And I think I agree with you. It's just a matter of being uncomfortable, move on. And that imposter syndrome shows up whenever he wants, not when we need it. Not that we need it, but you know, it just show up unexpectedly. We don't expect that it's going to show up. But if you're going to tell me on a one, two, three steps. How can we do this? How can we lose our fears? What will be the three more important steps to get there? I'm going to give you a seven step and it's 
A oh, really great. simple seven. Mm-hmm. Yes. I have a seven step system that I created during that year, 2015. And here it is, you know, 2021. I still do it. So when something fearful happens now for me, I had a lot of fears that were, you know, just judgment related. So maybe it was something so simple as sending an email to somebody or something simple as posting something on Facebook, because I was fearful that some people would like it and some people wouldn't. And I was always not doing things that I thought people wouldn't like, you know, because I was a people pleaser. So anyway, I would write out the message and I would read it and I would proofread it and I would just analyze it to death, you know, and I would just agonize over hitting that post button. And it wasn't like, you know, a lot of people were going to see it anyway, maybe only what 20 or 30 people were going to see it. You know, did you send it to someone for proofread? Because I know I, <laughs> I didn't do that. And you know, but the only reason is because I was a proofreader for 20 years. So, so I had that experience. But if I didn't, I might have sent it to somebody to <laughs> proofread for me before I, I'm just doing a simple post. So, what I do now is I sometimes I will intentionally make an error and post it with an error that I intentionally made just to throw myself off, you know, and it's like, you know what, nobody ever says anything. So here's my seven step process. And I'll just use it as like the example of doing a post on Facebook. And I use this process and the seven steps are the similar steps. I'll just share. Okay, so I'm getting ready to do this post. And I would ask myself this question before I post it. And that would be, if I do this post right now, Will this adversely affect my life one year from today? Hmm. And the, the key, right. The key word is adversely because it can affect me in a positive way, but all I really care about is it going to negatively affect my life, but most likely not. Right. So then I say, again, you have to say the whole sentence each time, because you need to ask your brain this question, a full question each time. If I, do this post right now. Will this adversely affect my life six months from today? The answer, most likely not. And then you go down to one month, one week, one day, one hour, and one minute. And normally what happens is all the way down to maybe a day that no, it's not going to adversely affect my life. And I say, okay, just hit send. So now what's happened is I've gotten so used to it and so comfortable doing this that I can quickly say, is this adversely going to affect my life if I hit send right now? No, hit send. Wow. So I've turned, great one. So I've turned this agonizing thing, you know, over fear into something where I can just think about it and say, oh, I'm just scared. Okay, I'll do it anyway. And now I just break through fears on a regular basis. It's very fast now. That is just great. That is such a great idea. Wow. Making mistakes on purpose. Just kind of like to feel how you're going to feel. What's the worst thing that can happen, right? Mm -hmm. Wow. I love it. Thank you. That is a great tip. I start reading the book that you have, The Year of Fear, where you start talking about what you just shared with us. That was 2015, right? Mm -hmm. I don't know why, but I think that that book was wrote by a visionary because that book is actually May specifically for 2020, 2021, when Mm. we are under so much uncertainty and fear. I mean, it was just, it's perfect. I haven't finished the book and I still have so many little notes that I have made myself of the book. Can you tell me a little bit more about the book? Why did you decide to write this book? It was just 
because it was part of the woman action takers or it was just this was something before that, right? Yeah, this was before that. So in 2015, I faced a fear every day. That was also the year that I met my mentor. His name is Greg Reed, an absolutely incredible man. He's known as the millionaire mentor. But I met him at this event. I ended up talking to him and then ended up connecting with him and, you know, going to his office and just hanging out because I wanted to hang out with these positive people. And he ended up becoming my mentor through this process. And at the end of that year, 2015, faced 365 fears, you know, that year. And in 2016, he asked me, he faced a fear every day. So what are you going to do next? What's next that you're going to do? And I go, what do you mean? I, I faced a fear every day. I think that's plenty. You know, I don't think I have to do anymore. He's like, no, no, you have to write a book about it. You have to tell your story because there's somebody out there who needs to hear this story. Not very many people will face a fear every single day for a year. You have got to tell the story. And I was like, oh, God, I'm going to tell for it. So I you know, started writing the book and I started it and started it and I kept starting it for a year. I just kept starting it. And then one day I met this woman who helped me to finish the book. She gave me like a formula to use and I ended up writing it in a week. So I started over again. I wrote it in a week and then I published it the following week. And wow. the thing is that the story was in here. It just needed to come out mm -hmm. onto paper. Right. And, but that story would never have been told had Greg not said, you need to write a book. I'm telling you, I think it's a great book for what is going on right now. A lot of us have a lot of fears, some fears of health, some fears of not having a job, some fears of who's going to take care of the baby so I can go back to work. I mean, there's so many fears that we have right now that this book is just a great, great exercise to, I mean, I recommend it. I recommend that book and I'm sure that I will have it next to my bed every, Thank you. every time I have a fear. But what's cool about it is, you know, when you finally tell your story in print and you don't know how it's going to affect anybody's life. And about maybe six months after I wrote the book, I was at an event and it was when we could be in person, I was standing, talking to some friends. And I heard this woman like basically like yelling at the top of her lungs, like screaming. She was like, Linda Sunshine, Linda Sunshine. And she was running across the room, like beelining it towards me. And I was like, Oh my God, I'm in trouble. Who is this? I didn't know her. Who is this woman? And she comes over to me. She says, I got your book. I read the first nine pages and I've already broken through five fears. And it was in that moment that I was like, this is who I wrote this book for. It wasn't yes. about me. I didn't write it for me. I wrote it for somebody. I didn't know who, but I wrote it for her. You know, well, you wrote it for me too. Thank you. Uh, because <laughs> I'm working on my fears as well. Awesome. To do some of those exercises that you share with us. And I'm so sorry that we have to go because we only have a 20 minute, 30 oh, minutes interview. We could go on and on and on, right? <laughs> yes, yes. But Linda have a gift for our audience. And I want you to tell me more about it, Linda. What is it you have for us? You can have a free download of the book, The Year of Fears. Just go to theyearoffears.com. And if you'd like to hop on a call with me to see if there's some kind of fear that you have that I can help you with, you know, I'll go ahead and give your know, Iris the link for that. But you would go to womenactiontakers.com slash 30. Just sign up on my calendar and let's hop on a call and see if there's something that I can help you with. That's great. Thank you so much. They will enjoy this book as I'm enjoying it. I think that you will have a lot of benefit on reading this book. Anyone who read this book, please 
go for it. Download it for free. You don't have to pay anything. It's easy to download. It do not take that long to download. It was pretty quick for me. So I'm sure that it will be just great. You will enjoy it. Thank you so much, Linda, for being with us. This is all great information. You have given me another way of how to think about fears. And for women's own business, it's very important because this is one of the biggest challenges. We don't make that step because we don't know how to conquer that fear. And because we are so hard in ourselves, we even so hard sometimes even to accept compliments, just the simple compliments of how beautiful is your hair? And you cannot say, oh, yes, thank you. It's beautiful. No, you have to say, oh, well, I just have this and I have that. You know, it's really a process for us to actually conquer and go and be brave enough to say, you know what, I'm doing this. I'm going to be an entrepreneur. I'm going to go on my own and everything will be fine. And this is what this show is about. It's about motivating women, you know, to help women bring their greatest potential. And if you want to hear more about Linda, please go into the details of the podcast. You will have all her information, the website and everything for downloading the book and for getting in contact with her. And thank you again for listening. And don't forget to rate this podcast if you like it. And if you need more information about Firefly by Iris Janet, please go to fireflybyirisjanet.com and on Instagram at firefly underscore IJ. Thank you, Linda. Attract everything that you desire by emitting your light. Thank you so much. I truly appreciate it. Firefly. I love that. I love that. (laughs) Thank you. 